Joining me now for Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting, Locked On's Recruiting Insider, and we're looking into the future here. We're going to look at 2024, but first, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And I realize I just said that we're going to look into the future, but it's kind of the present also because yeah. a lot of this 2024 recruiting is happening now. Teams are wrapping up 2023. Florida's already got a couple kids for 2024. But um, there, there's one thing that I think we have to focus on, which is kind of, I don't want to say the Achilles heel, but it was kind of something that that stuck around way too long for Florida in 2023 recruiting, which was quarterback was not a thing. 2024, we know where Florida's priority is. Florida's priority right now is DJ Lagway. You see frats put up Lagway to the swamp and all that stuff. And, and that's the goal, obviously. But just even as a player, who is DJ Lagway at right now? He's still so young. Yeah, I mean, obviously just, just in his junior season right now. But this is kind of the breakout dual threat quarterback recruit, I would say nationally, Brandon. There's, there's a lot of big names at the top of 24, much like we saw at the top of 23. But a lot of those guys, one, are coming off the board right now, right? Julian Sand to Alabama on Wednesday. Uh, we just saw uh, a couple other quarterbacks in that class come off the board. C.J. Carr uh, to Notre Dame has already gone down. So, so that that class is accelerating. So him being the breakout, it's interesting in that regard. But physically, he's unique. I don't really think there's another – top 2024 guy that's like him you know i think um you know walker white is a big physical player but he doesn't have the athleticism that dj has i think um there's other quarterbacks in that cycle that have the size but just not the twitch that he brings as again kind of the premier dual threat in that 2024 cycle uh so I, i think that he's unique and i think that his recruitment has stretched so nationally because of that at, at 6'3", 6'4", 215 pounds or so. Uh, he just brings different juice, or d- a different level uh, to, to the quarterbacking position that obviously Florida covets and a lot of these other schools are, are very high on there as well. So he broke out last year as a sophomore and this year as a junior. He's been even better. I mean, the numbers are crazy when you watch him play. And, and he's playing in the state of Texas. So I think that is another kind of point of emphasis in looking at at DJ Lagway and the ability to potentially come in and play early at the next level. The size obviously tells you that he he physically can handle that SEC Big 10 Big 12 uh, type of atmosphere, but the progress we've seen with him not only as a runner but as a passer, I think has really, you know, upped his own stock and probably the confidence that he could come in and compete right away almost regardless of where he ends up. So that's why his, his recruitment has been accelerated. I think a lot of schools are, are kind of doubling and tripling down on Lagway. And I know we'll get into it now, but Florida's done as good a job as any program in the country relative to prioritizing him early, getting him on campus uh, and and reciprocating and following up uh, thereafter. Yeah. um, I mean, you, you just mentioned it. We're going to get into it with DJ Lagway, the Florida Gators. Um, I know that, I've seen just on like Twitter recently that it's like, hey, like DJ Lagway, DJ Lagway could commit by the end of the year, like by the new year, he could have his decision made. You mentioned there's already been a few 2024 dominoes that have fallen. Florida's obviously prioritizing DJ Lagway. Just what has his recruitment been like and what can Florida do to kind of hit, hit the hammer on the head here with DJ Lagway? 
Yeah, well, the competition's all over the place, right? We mentioned the, that skill set and that size that really every every offense has a fit for. So because of that, yeah, I mean, Texas A&M is all over him, which is obviously relevant uh, here this week. He's been there a bunch. TCU and that offense and what they've been able to put on, on tape this year has piqued his interest. You know, he's a Baylor legacy. So, you know, the in-state schools are going to have some kind of say here. LSU has been involved, obviously Florida in this conversation as well. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. You know, I think it's good for Florida that Alabama has now hit their 24 quarterback. Georgia you know, went into the Northeast to pick up theirs just a couple weeks ago. Ohio State got Dylan Rayola, which really kicked off, you know, kind of the 2024 QB dominoes. We mentioned CJ Carb to Notre Dame. So I think a lot of the more outside of the region brand names have already kind of hit their marks. Uh, so I think this is going to probably be more of a Big 12 SEC type of battle for Lagway. Um, and again, I think that's advantageous for Florida, right? The, the quarterback they have on the field right now, Anthony Richardson, is closest to DJ from a skill set perspective than, than maybe any of the other schools involved. LSU with Daniels, I think, is, is similar in that regard. So I think the, the sell from those two programs in particular is unique. And then the other schools, again, are in, in Texas, right? It's just... It is what it is geographically, right? Closer to home, obviously the the personal and family ties to Baylor probably going to keep them in it. Um, I imagine A and M stays in it, and again LSU and um, and I think uh, the, the Florida Gators are there as well. Um, LSU was in it for Julian Sain, who was the one who committed to Bama uh, on Wednesday. So naturally, they pivot. Uh, Lagway will be one of those guys that that is very very high on on Brian Kelly's board. So a lot of again what we talk about every week, right, Brandon? You're going to go win these battles. It's it's against these same kind of schools, including at the quarterback position. So I think he's going to be uh, DJ Lagway. I think he's going to be kind of that 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 thermometer recruit, right? That temperature check, like. If he if Florida can pull this thing off, and right now who's to say they're not the favorite? If they can pull this thing off, the perception of the ceiling of the 2024 class totally changes, right? Because this this 23 class for Florida is very good, borderline top 10 class. You've hit just about every mark, but quarterback was kind of the weak spot because it didn't happen early. Obviously, new coaching staff, all of that, and and you you swung and missed at some pretty big names along the way. So clearly. That's that's part of the opposite of the strategy with with Billy Napier company right now. Let's hit 2024. Let's hit quarterback almost first and foremost and then build the rest of, of the class from there. And I think if you accomplish this again, not only is it maybe the premier dual threat, but this is a Texas kid. You know, this totally widens that UF perception even beyond SEC country. Yeah. And we've talked about a lot of things in terms of recruiting and, and the factors that go into it, whether it's NIL or coach, like coach track record, whatever it might be. I think maybe the best uh, barometer we'll say is actually how these quarterbacks are playing. And I feel like that's one thing that worries me, at least with Florida is that Anthony Richardson is clearly immensely talented, but hasn't been that superstar that people thought he would be this year. Whereas LSU, you can say, hey, Jaden Daniels might not be the most physically gifted quarterback in terms of having a great arm and being as jacked as Anthony Richardson or even DJ Lagway looks now, but we've gotten the most out of him. So imagine what we could do with you. And I, I feel like that's one of the things that worries me in Florida here with quarterback is they have not put out the product that they can go to. And Billy Napier has never done this in his career 
where you put a quarterback out there in his offense and you go, we're going to get you to the NFL. And I feel like that's got to be the biggest thing, at least for me, that that worries me with Florida, even recruiting any quarterbacks, let alone a top guy like DJ Lagway. Yeah, I think I think it's a double edged sword, right? I mean, I think you could say, yeah, look, the track record isn't there. Uh, but then you could also say, look, it's year one. Um, the Richardson's such a, a darn wild card. I mean, it, it could be the Utah game, the Tennessee game, or it could, the bottom could fall out, right, with 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 his game. So how much of that do you put on the coaching staff? How much of that do you put on Richardson himself? I think that's an element to consider in this thing. And I think when you're talking about the sell from UF, UF staff to DJ, it's like, hey, this is kind of the sample. This is the appetizer of what we think we can do with this type of player. But now you say with you – Maybe your game is a little bit further along at the same stage compared to, to AR and, and things like that. We, we think we can enhance a lot of the good things that we've already you know put on tape here in, in 2022. So there, there's really a sell on both sides of this thing. It's never again, it's the games and the current the current display, I should say, of an offense, defense, special teams, whatever it is, it never factors as much in recruiting as much as we think. It's more about the plan. It's more about the intent. It's more about the philosophy of the offense as opposed to the the tangible from this particular season, right? Because otherwise, you know, why would Notre Dame have an elite quarterback verbally committed at, at this point? You know, it really goes across the country with, with some of these spots. Just because it's not rolling on the field doesn't mean philosophically in terms of in the investment that things aren't aren't still on the up and up. I mean, look at what Miami's doing in recruiting. Look at what Florida's done in recruiting across the board this cycle. I think you could throw Texas in that conversation as well. These are programs that are recruiting at a top 10 clip without a top 10 product on the field right now. And that's that's a part of it, right? You are you are creating an angle and a sell to the future to say, hey. Yeah, it's not going the way we want. So let's let's turn that around and let's have you be a part of that turnaround as, as soon as possible. And those are three schools and coaching staff that have that have kids bought in despite the on-field product being a little bit more up and down. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's easy to play and win cold, hard cash. And I know that this weekend, for this game specifically, the way that I will make money, Montreal Johnson rushing yards, Anthony Richardson rushing yards and Devin Akane rushing yards or A-chain rushing yards for Texas a because you, you can't pick them all from the same team. Why not pick the guy that's going up against a, a bad run defense, right? Why not do it? You can sign up with the promo code locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get another $100 free. Yeah, and there, there's one more recruit that we got to talk about today and I feel like for at least we've talked a lot about perceptionally, it feels like perceptionally this is QB2 for Florida, at least right now, where they've put a ton of resources into DJ Lagway. Next has been Davi Belfort's been on campus multiple times. He's had visits where he's brought his family, where he's brought his QB coach, where he's brought a bunch of people. And so it seems like Florida's put investment into him. He reclassified from 2025 to 2024 and then Florida confirmed that they're still interested in him and that they're still looking for him. So who is Davi Belfort as a quarterback and how has his recruiting kind of changed where we've seen him in 2025 now, 2024? Yeah, that's a good way to put it, right? It has certainly changed and accelerated uh, beyond the reclassification. Belfort's interesting, right? I mean, this is kind of the antithesis of DJ Lagway, right? DJ 6'4", 220, big physical athletic 
dual threat. Dobby's more of your modern quarterback in that he's small, six foot, um, agile, quick, yeah, quicker than fast. Think of the Bryce Young body type. Um, I, mentally, I don't think any quarterback is there compared to Bryce. But in terms of that skill set, I think he's got a quick trigger. He's smart. He's been around, like you said. He's look his his dad's his dad's rich, right? So he's got this <laughs> this, this these resources that at that position matter right he'll fly across the country for a quarterback session i've seen him with working with michael vick and jalen waddle and all these these big name players um because they have those means Uh, so he's he's getting a lot of tutelage he's he's been a varsity starter since he was a freshman and he's really blossomed this year at at gulliver prep down in miami throwing to jalen brown who's a big time wide receiver recruit uh as well and has, has helped him have kind of his best season in high school football. So there's, there's a lot to like about kind of the intangibles with, with Dobby Belfort, right? Mature kid, been around, uh, well-traveled, uh, obviously just a different type of upbringing based on the resources there, which means things are going to be more mature, more businesslike, right? There's, there's, there's less to play around with. It's more professional. It's, it's built in and packaged such a different way because, you know, Vitor Belfort is, is his dad. And this is something that both parties have committed to for a long time. So it's resulted in a lot of interest. Um, he, he's a productive kid. Again, quick trigger, anticipatory thrower, uh, a guy who can move enough uh, in the modern offensive style that, yeah, his his offer list is huge as well. And you wonder with that reclassification now, who stays in it, right? Do, do some fall off a little bit and say, well, we've got this guy on the board, this guy on the board, or do some others double down and say, hey, Let's go get this guy right now. Um, and again, as you mentioned, I mean, so well traveled. He's been everywhere, right? Um, you know, I think Michigan State's done a really good job in this recruitment. There was certainly some Bama buzz before saying committed uh, to, to Alabama just this week. Um, so I do think Florida's in an interesting spot here, right? They're kind of the newer school in on him since the summer months. As you said, he camped, he earned the offer in person from Napier and company, and he's been back a bunch of times. Uh, and I think he's going to come back at least one more time before the 2022 season wrapped up. So depending on the timeline compared to Lagway, it's going to be interesting. If if you're a Gator fan, you kind of want Lagway to not get along with it, but you want to know your fate, if you will, with him um, and and then see what's up with Belfort thereafter, because it could be a situation where both guys, because of these other 2024 quarterback dominoes starting to fall quicker and quicker, both guys could be a little bit closer towards making a, a final decision here. Uh, and again, it's not just those two. We hear about it from Walker White. Jaden Davis is one of the top uncommitted quarterbacks in 24. We hear about him accelerating the process. It's almost like a collective where everyone's like, hey, let's let's try to get this thing done sooner rather than later. So you wonder just how far along Lagway is relative to Belford and, and how much that could influence the Gators' chances to to land at least one of these guys because obviously that, that seems like the plan at this point. Yeah, um, which just leads me to say it's the Florida Gators. I'm incredibly excited. I like them both. I can't wait to get neither of them. Um, that's just that's just how things go for us, and I'm I'm ready to be hurt again as I am with every. Never say never, man. Look, you flip Marcus Stokes in 23. Um, you know, Rashada stuff aside, and, and look, you know that camp's been pretty quiet lately too, right? So, you know, you just never know how these quarterback uh, situations are are gonna shake out. Last year, this time, there was quarterbacks changing their minds because of the carousel and different things. So there's there's always some fluctuation with the quarterback position. But we know we know UF and Billy Napier, they need bodies, right? They need numbers, right? Who knows what the future is for Richardson and beyond that? Just 
no experience on the current roster. So you need to to add some volume to that quarterback room, independent of of what Richardson decides or what Florida decides with Richardson, I should say. So I think that's that's the main goal there, and and just so happens that. You know, you've done a really good job recruiting the class of, of 24 at that position. So I get the sense that that room is going to look and feel totally different in the next 12 to 18 months. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the change. I get the feel that that entire Gators locker room might look a little bit different in, uh, in a very, very brief time. So thank you so much, John. This is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting. Locked On's Recruiting Insider. Find them all throughout the Locked On College channel and on Locked On Gators, sometimes twice a week. Thanks for having me.